0: Welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana.
1: Hey, baby gorgeous.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm sleepy. I just woke up half an hour ago. Normally I'm up for like two hours before we start and I've had like Bakuda cafe.
0: Bitch, wake the fuck up. We got a pod. I was (laughs) at
1: basketball last night.
0: Let's do it. We got to talk about these housewives.
1: Oh, my God. How good was VPR?
0: Loved VPR.
1: So good. And then... How good was Beverly Hills? It was dreadful. It was
0: so boring. I had deja vu the whole time because it's all scenes we've seen before.
1: I feel like a bitch because I just
0: didn't care about their problems. I just don't care anymore. I actually... When the episode started, I was like, I've seen this before. I had to check and make (laughs) sure it was actually the new episode. And I'm like, no, it's just Erica talking about the earrings again. It was such a rehash. And then the fucking horse again.
1: Like, Okay, kind of loved that. But is that because I love Sutton and I give my loves a
0: pass? I saw someone say online being like, Lisa Vanderpump had horses in a backyard and never made it a storyline, but Sutton got a whole season out of a horse. Like, how is that fair? Well, because
1: Sutton didn't put her fucking horses in a backyard. Bitch paid for a stable.
0: And she's got
1: Ali. Is it Ali?
0: Avi. She's got Avi. I did laugh when the horse ate the carrots. But, but other than that, I was like, why are we here again?
1: I laughed when she doesn't even recognise her own horse and he's fucking <laughs> here. Why? Okay. That was
0: fucking funny. All right, funny. you're convincing me. That was funny. <laughs>
1: I'd say do you want to do Beverly Hills first, but I really fucking don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want to
1: talk about Vanderpump because it was so fucking good.
0: Oh, yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. So it's called, you're not the queen of the group, Love.
0: Mm-hmm. And she is, though.
1: I know, right? But in my head, I hear James saying that, even though James didn't say it, but just because I love his voice. Yeah. Did you happen to catch James on Watch What Happens Live? Not yet. I listened to the potty version because we don't get to see it till today. Yeah. Even sober, that man just sounds like he's drinking and taking all the Ritalin. Like, he has so much fucking energy. Yes, Thank God he's a DJ.
0: Their definitions of sober are very unique. <laughs> so. If
1: he's California sober and that's him and Pert de Stoned, oh my God, like the man needs it.
0: I don't blame I can see why they're all going sober because if like, if I've watched myself on TV for 10 years being fucked up and like making bad decisions, I'd want to be sober too.
1: But also like the extent to which they probably drink when they're filming, and I would assume in Vanderpump that carries into not filming, they've drunk enough for a lifetime. Like, i get it if they're
0: done. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, if they're all sober now, why in confessionals do we still have to have a cocktail, like, sitting on the perch next to them? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Maybe. yeah. Can we make it like a, a mocktail? Have a chocolate
1: milk. Maybe it is a mocktail.
0: It doesn't really look like it.
1: Eh, well, what does a mocktail look like compared to a real beverage? Like fruity
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like <don't> fruitier. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Righty <laughs> who? We come back because it was a TVC, where he post Bush urination, and <laughs> I just love I can't get over it and I'm so tickled by the fact that this fucking birthday party is the real emo night. I don't know why that excites me so much, but it just does.
0: It's a funny juxtaposition.
1: It is a funny juxtaposition, yes. And I'm just speaking of drinking, I just think that when you're watching VPR, the drinking game has to be dude. Because every time this dickhead one scandal is on the TV, dude, like, dude, it is so off-putting. And yet we all have words we have on repeat. I know mine now that I edit this podcast, for fuck's (laughs) sake. It grates me. But, hey, it's me.
0: This dude, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Anyway, got to move on. Do you think it's because... When he's talking to people, he doesn't really know their names because he's not really their friends. It's just some like he's got the who's who at the party, so he has to call them dude because he doesn't know their name.
1: Well, you would think that he would know their name because he's on their payroll. He's got to fucking pay them every week. Surely he sees their name (laughs) in his fucking Venmo. He's obviously the world's biggest deflector, blah, 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 but he starts going around to every single person and telling them about him and James's conversation.
0: Yeah, and it sort of seems like he's more upset about the fact that he used his condoms rather than the whole cheated on him, (laughs) like his girlfriend cheated on him thing. It's all, James, use my condoms. And it's like, bitch, like ask him for five bucks to cover it then (laughs) if you're that upset. Like it was 10 years ago.
1: I know, we did learn something new that apparently James wiped his jizz on one of... (laughs) Tom's t-shirts bow down these guys like that's fucking (laughs) hilarious I'm sorry I don't know if we call that a betrayal but
0: it's a targeted attack like you don't (laughs) do that and like not want to piss someone off that's
1: yeah. That was a lot. And that's the thing. Like, how close were they if he wanted to piss him off? Yeah. In Watch What Happens Live, James was like, I think I knew him for like a couple of months then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 10 years of fucking friendship. I mean, it's not even. A, it shouldn't even be up for discussion comparing the two, right?
0: Yeah, it only is because Deflecting McGee keeps bringing it up. A
1: hundred percent.
0: Let's not fall for it.
1: Exactly. So we go back to actual emo night where everyone's having a great fucking time. James and Allie rock up. No, she's not staying in the car this time, Ovs And he starts to fill them in on what's happening. I kind of fucking get where you all are coming from now with the Sheena making it all about herself because oh, really? we get a confessional of her and she's just complaining that James is no longer blocked by Dickhead One, but she is. It's like, oh my God, really? This is what it's about, Sheena? But she does kind of bring it back because she says, well, I did trash him, so I get it. That's sort of what she says.
0: Yeah. I, I do flip-flop with Sheena because sometimes I'm like, you're so fucking annoying. And other times I'm like, she's got a point. <laughs> so I thought it was funny this guy. She's like, I never sought out to be a pop star. And I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did, sweetie. That sweetheart. was the whole three year, first three years of Vanderpump Rules was about you being a pop star. It's
1: true. Anyway, he tells them, <laughs> it's so true. He tells them that Dickhead One brings up the Kristen thing and Ariana, she just like us, agrees. She has, says he's got no one around to tell him the real tea apart from the people that he pays. So even they get it. And then we get a flashy over to Ariana's quickly with Dickhead1. That's right. This is when he tells them all one by one that James is a
0: hypocrite. <laughs> I, I he do love that you Christian. call it Ariana's. I- <laughs> <laughs> took me out.
1: And that's when we learn about James using Tom's T-shirt to clean up his jizz. And I swear to God, I was dying of laughter when, mm-hmm. when he told us that. <laughs> And then we're still at emo night and then Lala's going on about the fact that she has no idea what emo music is. I mean, cute. And I do not care what anyone says. I love the Good As Goal emo remix.
0: Yeah. Well, the original's just so good. (laughs) Yeah, see,
1: I prefer the emo version. I think the original Uh, version is very lollipoppy, which mm -hmm. is why people love it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily – like maybe that's too camp for me. I don't know. Like I was never into um, what are they called? The British pop group from the nineties, the Girls.
0: The Spice Girls. The
1: Spice Girls. That's it. I was never what? into Spice Girls.
0: <laughs> what? You can't even
1: remember their name? Honey, I told you, bitch, just woke up. Give a girl a break. <laughs> I got the menopause. My my memoirs never been that great.
0: Wow. Anti-Spice Girls slander on this podcast. I'm
1: not anti-Spice Girls, but if their music comes on like now, like for nostalgia factor, I'd rock it. But back in the day when they first came out, I thought it was like one hit wonder trash.
0: Mm. Dude, I used mm. to listen to rap music. You were emo spice.
1: Well, okay, I wasn't into emo either.
0: <laughs> well, Maybe you were and you didn't know it.
1: It's just there's a nostalgia factor, bitch. I was like in my... Fucking teens and twenties in the nineties. I was a, I was a club rat. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Club spice. <laughs> club spice. And all right. So back to loser night. There were like eight sad sacks singing happy birthday with the smallest store bought cake. Seriously, that thing was from the Woolworths for sure. Uh huh. No one went to a fucking bakery for that. <laughs> I feel so bad that that bakery that was selling, um, sandoval's a liar that they're closed they closed down so okay i sidebar i did listen to a podcast with the two toms on it i know i shouldn't be like giving that life but i fucking did the vile files that's very popular and i actually like this interviewer because he's got this style of like okay what did you learn how did you grow and I know that sounds lame, but it's actually a really good podcast in the sense that I like the questions he asks. This dickhead one rocks up late. They had to call him multiple times because he oh was he God. was fucking asleep, okay? Like I don't care what he says, he was asleep. And Mr. Deflector turns around to this other guy and he's convinced that he was the host was late to his podcast, even though there are like timestamps when he called his wife after he left that clearly show that he wasn't late. Anyway, uh-huh. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, he tells Billy Lee that it hurts his feelings that Raquel didn't text him for his birthday.
0: Why? Uh, he's got a shit I'll get off the pot with this Raquel. Like, are they dating? Are they not dating? Like we need we need to put an end to it.
1: I know. I mean, first of all, doesn't she want to be called Rachel and he's calling her Raquel on the TV? Oh, does she want to be called Rachel now? I can't. Yes, she wants to be called Rachel. That's why we're all going back to calling her Raquel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny.
1: This bitch's life has completely imploded. Well, no, it's exploded. She's got no mans, no friends, no dog, no home, no job. And you're sad because she hasn't reached out to you for your birthday.
0: Mm-hmm. And is, is she in a facility at the moment?
1: I'd say so, yeah.
0: Yes, maybe she doesn't have a phone.
1: Well, he was saying that he'd get communication from her like every few days and now he hasn't heard from her for a couple of weeks. So this might be the start of her going, round round. maybe this guy isn't good for me.
0: Yeah. And I think not texting someone on their birthday is like a pretty good indication that maybe you're not into them.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a big sign that, hey, we're done. I don't care about you. It's your birthday. Let's just face it, that fucking birthday party... He would have been better off going to dinner with some
0: friends. It was so lame. Where would he have found the friends? I mean, even Tom Schwartz is leaving the party to go to emo night. And he shouldn't have bothered. No. <laughs> it's so fun watching Tom Schwartz sweat throughout this whole episode. I've got to say, Trying to have agree. people not hate him.
1: <laughs> he tends to act like he doesn't care really well. Not that he doesn't care, because obviously he cares, but he's just so, like, agreeable. It's obnoxious. Okay, you don't want to talk to me. And then he keeps talking. It's like, dude, (laughs)
0: like have some
1: (laughs) self-respect. It is funny for us, but it's also painful. Anyway, the emo nights are are over, whatever. We're at Ariana's and she's with Katie and poor fucking Anne. These girls are there to get IVs. And Annie's cleaning up after Dickhead One's party. And Ariana's just sitting on the couch waiting for her mate, waiting for the IVs. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just going to call her St. Anne from now on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why they were just talking, pretty much just talking about Sheena and poor St. Anne. So I, I kind of <laughs> almost don't know what the point of that scene was.
0: It's just fun to see them cohabitate even though, like,
1: right. Tom wasn't there.
0: But it's fun to see the dynamic because that is kind of super interesting to have the two exes that one of them doesn't want to even be in the same room as the other person and to have this St Anne moderator. Like, I could watch that every episode.
1: You know, you're right. I'm trying to figure out the point of the scene and I've missed the point. The point is for my enjoyment. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. I'm going to relish every moment we're at Ariana's, <laughs> so thank you. All right, and then we're still at pump with Lisa and Dickhead One because even though... They don't have pump anymore. They're going to milk it for all it's worth. So no worries. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. First she FaceTimes Ken and she's like, you know, we're moving out all the stuff. And I'm looking around the room and I'm like, doesn't look like you've moved anything. All the shit was still there. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, and she's like, where are we going to put all this stuff? And I'm like, are you going to fucking sell it?
0: Sell it? Do you need like 300 of those chairs?
1: You've got staff now who don't have a job. Hire someone to sell it all on the Craigslist or whatever. Yeah. Dickhead one rocks up. They're having a chat. This is all what this scene's about. Lisa tells uh-huh. him he should be the gentleman and move out. i might like, have you met him? He's not a gentleman. Uh-huh. And he tells Lisa that his realtor sent Ariana a letter of intent. And I'm like, dude, that's not exactly an offer, is it? Mm. That means that I haven't asked the bank if they'll give me any money. But at this point, I want to offer you a million dollars more than it's probably, like, worth or a million dollars more than we bought it for or whatever. We know you have no money in your bank account. You were complaining about that last episode.
0: Yes. He's missing the point. She doesn't want to sell to him. No, <laughs> like, and
1: that's the other thing that, I, I they were, not that, out. that they were talking about on this Vile Files podcast. He's like, yes, she's being petty. Don't you think she has every right to be petty?
0: hmm mm-hmm. And he's
1: like, yeah, but... Oh, God.
0: You can't argue with this guy. No. Because it's always woe is me and he seems to never bring it back to the fact that he made actions and choices that impacted other people's lives and now he's going to deal with those consequences.
1: He honestly thinks they should move on and get
0: over it. Yeah, and he's always invalidating his role, which was as the primary instigator of all of this conflict.
1: He's seriously sticking to the story that James did the same thing to him That he did to James. So James should just get over it. I can't. He doesn't get it. Again, on this Vile Files, he's like... I mean, it wasn't recent, this episode, by the way. I think it was a bit ago. And he says he's still in therapy. Well, he probably should be. Well, obviously, but I'm not thinking that he's getting anything from it yet. (laughs) I get it. It takes fucking time. But, but yeah, again, I really like this guy because he'll be like, okay, so have you learned anything in therapy? And he would be like, so much. I'm like... Like what? What? <laughs> so he's very much about you've done something fucked up, we all fuck up. These two met on that Special Forces show. Oh, okay. You've done something fucked up, you say you've learnt from it, what have you learnt from it? If you've learnt from it and moved on and it's helped you grow as a person, I can still have you in my life. But if you haven't, then adios. So mm-hmm. I really like it. I don't know. Maybe that's – got to listen more before. I've only listened to one podcast, which was that one. So
0: Do you think maybe it's just because, like, in a room with those three people the. The host comes off best because you hate the two toms. Probably,
1: yeah. Probably. <laughs> what I want to know is, at this point, he's already raising his voice to Lisa.
0: That he always does. It always ends with shouting and whinging from this guy.
1: I'm like, how can you raise your voice to Lisa? She is a mm-hmm. producer on your show. She is your boss. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. At least he, I don't, I didn't really quite pick up that he called her dude because we all know she hates that. So. <laughs> I mean, he's just feeling so sorry for himself, and Lisa's trying to basically say you need to, like you said, you need to accept your role in it. You need to show contrition. It's just he doesn't get it, and I just don't get how he's angry at everyone else and not himself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is the time that he starts telling the story about Nima, and he says this guy Nima. First of all, he's not a rando guy. He's Nima from Shards of Sunset first of all. Oh, And so I know the story because I listened to Sheena's podcast with Nima on it months ago. And so I get why Sheena had Nima on her show. First of all, they're really good friends. And second of all, when we get the flashy of her telling Ariana about the fact that Rachel told him, that Tom told her at Coachella, that he and Ariana were in an open relationship. So I get it.
0: Yeah, it was a plot point. It was important.
1: It was an important plot point. And also it does put into question Sheena's character because obviously at reunion, Tom's like, you made it up. She's like, I didn't fucking uh-huh. make it up. Maybe Rachel made it up. I can't say for certain that she didn't, but it was said.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sheena's a bit messy for like having him but also... She's capitalising off of the affair, as they all are. (laughs) She's monetizing it and power to her. No,
1: I don't think she's messy for having him on. I really don't. I really fucking don't. Because it's like you're saying in your spiralling downfall that I made it worse by a lie? No way. I didn't shit on you while you were down. I don't take culpability for your downfall. It's you. It's Mm -hmm. all on you. No one lied to make it fucking worse for you. Fuck that. And, of course, she's (laughs) angry at him. And maybe she's been a little petty. (laughs) So he and Rachel were becoming friends through Sheena. They didn't go on a date. They weren't dating. He was invited to a wedding and she was his plus one as a mate. And he said on the podcast that... She came onto him and he's like, no, like you just finished a conversation about, I don't know if I should go for Schwartz, it'd be a good plot line, all that shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. But she was in a very confused state and he was just like, no, like you're basically emotional messy boots right now. I don't want to sleep with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the story. That's pretty much, I pretty much beat a dead horse with that
0: one, didn't I? <laughs> No, it's good to get the context.
1: Sheena and Katie are having a dinner date and we find out that Katie has a date coming up with a guy named Kevin from Sheena's band and they show us what he looks like and I think he's cute. Yeah, just for satchel. Just for satchel. no. Anyway, Sheena apologises for inviting Schwartz to emo night and that's pretty much the scene. Is there anything in that you want to chitty chat about? Uh, no. Where are we up to? Oh, Dickhead 2 is taking his dogs to Vanderpump Dogs for a groom. Now, Vanderpump Dogs, really? This is the location again? (laughs) What? We go from Pump to Vanderpump Dogs?
0: What's wrong with that? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Look, I like seeing all the puppies. I just, I don't know why I have an issue with Vanderpump dogs. I don't know what my problem is. I should be loving it, right?
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, the show's Vanderpump Rules. We're going to pop into all the businesses on the strip.
1: Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. Get over yourself, Mariana. You're right. But He shares with Lisa that he got bad news about his brother, Bert, who is back in rehab for the third time. So yeah, this guy really does have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. He's got one brother in rehab who now has cirrhosis, like that's massive. Mm. He said his dad's sick and then another brother had a cancer diagnosis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then plus he's got this bar falling apart and a divorce.
0: And the country hates him and the world hates him.
1: I do kind of feel sorry for him. Yeah.
0: I, 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 it's, it's The thing is, I feel like if he were to list all of those problems... It's the not being liked by Vanderpump Rules fans at the top. Like, I, I feel like that's what he's most worried about. Right. <laughs> and that sort of puts me off. Yeah, okay. I guess he's in a position where he can't win.
1: No, that's correct. It's almost like, you know, if we're in that position in our lives in, in different ways, people are like, well, you kind of did this shit to yourself. But then, no, yeah. no, that's not true. He didn't do most of that shit to himself. He did one of those things to himself.
0: He. Oh, Yes. Facilitating an affair is pretty bad. but
1: uh, Yeah, but yeah. it's his best friend. Do I really fault him for keeping his mouth shut about his best mate's affair?
0: Yes. I think as a best friend, your role is to call out your friend on their bad behaviour rather than enabling it.
1: Yeah, but even if you do that with your friend and they still keep it a secret, do you go and tell their spouse?
0: Oh, I don't
1: know. This That's is tough. what I'm saying. I don't know why, I don't know what's happening, but I'm kind of feeling starting to feel sorry for Schwartz. I'm not. Okay. I'm sure I'll be, like, you know, back on his jockey in about five minutes, but anyway. <laughs> she asks about the bar and she says that she doesn't think the punishment fits the crime because Ariana is doing well. I do not know what to say to that. She's a capitalist
0: at heart. She thinks money equates justice. Right. That's how she views the world. And I think she is probably a bit of an anti-feminist as well. Right. Like, uh, some of the things Lisa says, sometimes I'm like, hmm, so I-, I don't know if she'll ever get it.
1: Yeah. I found that really hard to swallow. She's doing well, so basically she should get over it. hmm No, she's doing well in spite of what she's been through. And then next minute, Lisa's all like, if Ken did that, I'd chop his balls off. And I'm like, yeah, if Ken did that, you would be devastated and pissed at anyone who was friends with him. Of course you would.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: Ariana had a normal human reaction. (sighs) Anyway, then they talk about Scandavile suicidal ideation and Lisa Mm. is just reeling about this because of her brother. Her brother died by suicide. Yeah. Of course she would have an acute awareness of how it feels to lose someone to suicide.
0: Yeah, and it totally makes sense why she would be going – Easy on Tom and supporting him in this moment Because it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer for her
1: Does that give you any cause for pause With this dickhead?
0: A little, a little, yeah Yeah Uh, Well, if I was the type of person that would, like, go on his socials And, like, leave hate comments every day Then, like, I would maybe stop doing that But I'm already not there I'm only leaving it on this podcast Which I assume he doesn't listen to So I don't feel too personally responsible For his mental health journey But, like, I do get the whole, like mob mentality coming at him with a pitchfork. Like obviously that would be hard to deal with.
1: I get what you're saying. I kind of feel the same way too. I'm like, well, apart from this podcast and having a yak with a couple of mates, I'm not shitting on the guy. So
0: Yeah. And I do feel like you know how I've said before, I don't really see these people as real people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm with you. Characters the characters to on me. my show. Exactly.
0: And it's sort of like he could just step away like Raquel Rachel did and maybe like not be on the show. Yeah,
1: exactly. A lot
0: of I know I think he ever would because he is that narcissist type personality, but it's like if you really didn't want to engage, you could disengage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's
0: tough. I mean, as soon as someone says, like, suicide, it's hard to come for them, you know? Of course.
1: Actually, that reminds me why I was bringing up that story on the Volfast before. He said that the Sandoval's a liar cakes from Sweet Lady Jane – was like the straw that broke the camel's back and it really fucking upset him. And I just, I mean, even, even fucking Schwartz was like laughing about it. He goes, yeah, I don't know what it was, man, but that just really set him off. Like he, <laughs> it, it, and he's like, I think it was the sh- straw that broke the camel's back for him because he was like really hurt. Like he was butt hurt by that. He was so hurt yeah. by that. I shouldn't say butt hurt. That's so rude. I just got that now. <laughs> He was so hurt by that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about suicide. I don't think it's something to chit-chat about, you know?
0: It's a very tough topic to talk about. And that's sort of why, like, I sort of feel in this scene, they sort of brush past it but acknowledge it. Yeah. But don't want to go into it too much as well. And, like, fair enough, like, he can keep that private.
1: And I get why the scene's in there, and I think it's an important part of the story for sure. Yeah. It's an important part of the social narrative to discuss. I get it.
0: Totally, yep.
1: So let's move on to see you next Tuesday. I mean, <laughs> I love this show. I love that. And like you know how we're watching them all come in into Sir, mm-hmm. I keep noticing like Lala and Logan, and I know Lala and Logan are actually good friends in real life. It makes sense that he's there, but I'm always wondering how James feels about Logan now because didn't they used to be besties? And Logan used they to were like besties. Logan used to like hit on him hard and insinuate that there was more to their friendship
0: yeah i don't quite remember how that dissolved that friendship but i know it didn't go great
1: no it didn't go great so he was basically like i'm not friends with the guy anymore and now this guy's one of lala's besties wow maybe it's like water under the bridge now but yeah i'm curious about that no one talks about that i guess because logan's not actually on the show but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so dickhead two arrives but he wasn't Hashtag invited or inverted commas invited. How is he not invited? I don't understand that dynamic.
0: Isn't it just like you don't need to be invited to a restaurant? (laughs) Like like It's a public space? Yeah.
1: It's like a restaurant slash bar. So you don't need to be invited to a bar. Second of all, it was on his fucking call sheet. Like, let's face it. (laughs) Like, what do you mean he wasn't
0: invited? Well, he wasn't invited to sit with them. That's why he's on that little table with... Was right. He, who was, he, was he with Kyle Chan? Right. I can't remember. We're getting a lot of Kyle Chan work. He
1: just walked in on his own.
0: But who did he sit with?
1: Kyle Chan? The girls. No, we're talking about Schwartzy, not fucking... Oh, Schwartz. Sorry. Sander. Oh, God,
0: I get confused with my dickheads and my toms.
1: Maybe we got to start calling them dickhead and Schwartz. I don't know. He <laughs> brings a sober, curious liquid shot for Lala and she is not impressed. Of course she's not impressed. It's, it's Schwartz.
0: I know. I love how they're all giving him nooch and he's just there trying and trying. <laughs>
1: oh, it's painful in a delicious way. And Sheena is not impressed when he forgets that she's sober right now. But then he compliments her is, and she seems like all is forgiven. Well, the thing is,
0: Sheena, she's been sober for a couple of weeks, right? She says that to Tom later. And it's like, are we all meant to keep track of that, doll? Like, is it my job to keep track of your sobriety? Like, I don't think so.
1: It's almost like uh, you don't remember that I'm sober right now. Like, you should know that. It's like, why should he know that?
0: The planets revolve around Sheena. The whole fucking world spins on her axis. I
1: get it. And yet I don't know why. I still think she's adorable. I don't know why I'm unbothered by her. I don't get it. It makes no sense. But I love her.
0: She's fucked.
1: No, I think all the years of her being shit on by them... And then me realising, you know what, she's a cutie patootie. And then I think I was texting with a mate yesterday and then, or with Angela as everyone would know her, and I realised maybe because she loves to give presents and I love to receive presents, maybe that's why I love her.
0: That's your love language.
1: Yeah, do you think it's, I'm as pathetic as all that? No. I love a gift, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do love a gift. It's sad, It's pathetic. It makes me like Sheena, maybe I don't know. I just love her. I don't, anyway, then Katie and Ariana walk in and ignore him, and he tries to offer them his seat. He ends up going inside and finding James and telling him about the Lake Tahoe and says that he's going to invite everybody. And James said he's willing to go. Which I just keep thinking, flashing back to Reunion. I'm like, how are you okay to go? And I'm like, well, maybe he's just moved on. He doesn't have to. You don't have to forgive someone to move on. We all learned that from the Taylor
0: Swift. And also it's a show. I and think. also it's a show, that's right. It's a show that hinges on this conflict and they need to keep it going. Exactly. And the way to do that is by having You Know Who involved. And I do love that they're calling him You Know Who, like he's Voldemort. That's I so love funny.
1: that. <laughs> and this is when You Know Who walks in with Cole Chan. And I'm thinking like, fuck, we're at episode three. We've seen Cole Chan twice. Are we going to give this guy some confessionals?
0: It's a lot of Cole Chan.
1: It's a lot of Cole Chan. Dickhead one in confessionals says he's ready to be contrite. Obviously, we know he's not. He's full of shit, and none of the others. Obviously, they see him. They they can't understand why he's there after his argument with James. And I'm like, yeah, that would have just happened. Mm-hmm. This is James's DJ night. It is again. It's on a fucking call sheet, whatever. And Carl tells him, "Well, Sheena's been asking after you." And then a waiter walks over, and he looks familiar, but. Uh, uh-
0: he didn't look familiar enough exactly, for, for that's, us to have to have this scene. I <laughs>
1: like, agree. This is what I'm saying too. They sort of
0: presented it like it was the waiter sort of apologising or whatever, but or like, you know, sympathising with Tom. But it sort of also seemed like the waiter was saying... I don't want to be attached to you, which is just so funny that every single person that's ever walked through the doors of Sir (laughs) or Tom Tom is now like distancing themselves from Tom Sandoval. Even if they've not even been on the show, they're all like actively putting it out there that they're not his friend, which is just so fucking hilarious.
1: Well, they have to because then they're getting shit on social media for it. They're getting trolled. (laughs) They're like, I had to, I can't deal with the trolls, which is fair enough. Who can? And, this Jesse guy's like, oh, I've been worried about you. And Tom apologises to him for being collateral damage. And they hug it out. And I'm like, okay, I guess you were friends. But how can mm. he do this with this Jesse guy, but he can't do the same thing with everyone else?
0: I feel like he slips this Jesse guy a 50 and he said, come up to me and and, and we'll have this chat so I look better.
1: Uh, maybe. I don't know. We're back to Dickhead 2 with the, with the girls and he tells them all about Lake Tahoe. And Ariana's like, I don't. Want to be anywhere near either of you. (laughs) And then this, bless him, this dickhead says, but you're already in the same house together. I just figured it was an extension of that. Is he serious? Well, it's kind of,
0: you know, it's not the worst point.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going on vacanza with him. And it's a perfect (laughs) time for him and I to get separation. Like, no. I'm not following well, you yeah, on yeah, that's actually fucking really trip. true. <laughs> and Lala's all like, how are you still friends with this guy after the way that he treated you? Like, why are you standing by him? And she's like, one day you will see how he's treated you. And Ariana's like, "Nope, I gave up on him a long time ago. He's a lost cause. And anything, any of them tell you about this dickhead is just going to fall on deaf ears. And that's when Dickhead 2 decides to say... You know, don't speak on behalf of the group You're not the queen of the group And your ego's getting a little And then it, like, hangs in the air And he's like, oh, come on
0: Is he serious? It was a flash of the old Tom Schwartz You know, the one that used to have a little bit of an anger issue And would just, like, go for the jugular And throw drinks on people Like, And I kind of I kind of love to see this little fight happen. (laughs) Like, I mean, I disagree with him completely, but I appreciated it.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's very like toxic masculine energy. It's like it was a real prick thing to say. Yeah, Ariana's right. He's confusing strength and boundaries with ego.
0: Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was gross. And it was so funny when Katie tells him to release himself from the torture that he's been under, like with his friendship with Sandoval. And it's like the way they speak is so dramatic and so funny. It's
1: delicious, <laughs> isn't it? This is why I love Katie. So, I mean, I love it when she's being an asshole to someone that I don't like. When she's doing that to someone I like, I don't like it. So I'm a hypocrite, mm-hmm. whatever. This is when Sheena's like, I'm going to the loo and she walks past Dickhead One, obvious setup. up. And he says hi and stands up and wants to talk. And the way that she looks back at him, it's just, I loved it with her it little great. 90s outfit.
0: And you can't tell me the most direct route from where they were sitting to the bathroom is via that table. It was all like- set up,
1: <laughs> obviously. It was, again, it was on her call sheet. They're, on your call sheet, you have the scenes listed and who the talent is in those scenes. So everyone would have seen on the call sheet that it said Sheena and Tom on the call sheet. They all know. This is what's so funny. She obviously doesn't want to talk to him in front of, like, a crowd, so she's like. Oh, oh no, me. she
0: doesn't want to be seen publicly. She's like, let's go hide out the back.
1: But I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, does this mean that we're going to get a scene at the so dumb? Are you kidding? Like, I was so excited. Uh-huh. I was smiling so hard as I was tippity typing. <laughs> and then. Not only do we get the third dump, but this dickhead gets her a vodka soda and, of course, she's like, I'm three weeks sober. No, I love it when these assholes can't catch a break. It's delicious. I'm so excited. And and I love it how
0: he sort of presented, like, I got a Diet Coke because I'm sober, but I got you an alcoholic beverage. Like, he was trying to, like, you know, be like, look at me, I'm sober. And she said, I'm sober too, cunt. (laughs) And she just, like, slapped him down. And then he didn't just give her his Diet Coke. I noticed that. (laughs) Just give her the Diet Coke then. Unless he's already drunk out of it. but
1: See, the thing is, he doesn't want to be chivalrous or kind. He wants to look good. This is yeah. why he paid for Rochella or whatever it's yeah, called. it's not genuine. No. He wants, March. like, look, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we all want a thank you wave for our good deeds. I want a of thank course. you wave. If I'm getting up and going to the kitchen and get and getting myself something and I ask if you want something and I bring it, I want a thanks. I want totally. a thank you wave. But come yeah. on, this guy takes the need of a thank you wave. To the nth degree, it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, it's delicious to watch, but
0: Yeah, and at least they can bond over their Y2K looks.
1: <laughs> it's true, right? As soon as you compliment Sheena's look, we saw it with the Sunnies a minute ago.
0: She softened
1: straight away. She does. It is the way to her heart. <laughs> Oh, first there's a stare off and that's when he tries to compliment her. Well, he succeeds and then brings up Ali because he's wearing his jumper and he tells her when she reached out to him after Ali passed, he thought it wasn't genuine and she's all like, well, after 14 years of friendship, you should know I have a heart. And then she's like, what isn't having a heart is your behavior. And don't you think if you had been honest and remorseful from the beginning, it would have had a different outcome instead of... What did she say she was like he was doubling down and acting like a villain or something like that?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, and she calls him a narcissist and he goes, I'm not a narcissist, and she's like, that's what a narcissist would say, and he goes, I'm not a narcissist, like Lala, and just throws Lala under the bus for no reason. Yeah, what
1: the fuck? <laughs> and again, it's like he doesn't understand the concept of contrition at all. No. It's always, well, what about this and what about that? Well, what about it?
0: Because he's not sorry. He's not sorry for what he did. He just hates the consequences. But I don't, would he go back in time and change it? I don't know.
1: Well, funny that you say that because, again, on the Vile Files, okay, this is the Vile Files episode, people. (laughs) He's all, the guy's like, if you could rewind and go back, none of this happens, you don't cheat, you break up with Ariana, in the way that you in hindsight wish you had, all that stuff. However, season 10 was a flippity flop because of it. Mm. Would you go back and do that or would you leave it the same? He doesn't answer. Well, there you go. He doesn't answer. What? How is your answer not absolutely fuck the show? Yeah. Because everyone <laughs> knew that season nine was a flop. And if season 10 was a flop, yeah. it would have got cancelled. We yeah. all know it. He doesn't answer.
0: And does he not realise, like, he doesn't have to be truthful on a podcast? He can just lie and say, yes, I take it back. Like, what a fucking idiot.
1: (laughs) That's true. I didn't think of that. I was just like, are you kidding me? You are an absolute cunt. Yeah. I'm not thinking of it from the perspective of all these bad shit happens to you. You blew your relationship up. You hurt your best friend. You blindsided your best friend. He's cool with that for a show. Uh, Well. He's just fucking evil, Knievel. I'm not a fan. All right, where am I up to? Okay, he and Sheena go back and forward. I mean, do we need to go into the nitty-gritty of what he said to Sheena, what she said to him?
0: Not really, but I did love when Sheena stood up and they were talking about the podcast thing and she goes, but she said it, Tom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Like... She was like, enough with the deflection. I'm just saying what she said. Exactly. This all comes back to the words she said. It's her fault. It's your fault. Stop trying to throw other people under the bus to make yourself look better.
1: What I find incredulous about that, obviously he's trying to put it back on Sheena. We all know he would. But he's basically saying to her, this wouldn't have been a thing if you lied by omission regarding something about me cheating. I don't get he's like...
0: He's crazy. He's crazy. What can we say?
1: And of course, that's what she says. She's like, this wouldn't have been a thing if you didn't cheat and lie. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a thing now. Yes. Yes, buddy, <laughs> it's going to be eating. a thing. And this uh, whole scene was delicious. I loved every great. minute of it. Was it. Great. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to get into line by line because it's like the same conversations that we've always had. So yeah. is there anything else in that end delicious scene that you want to chitty chat about? No. Okay. That's pretty much the episode. It was great. I've got to say, though, him, the slow motion shot of him going back inside from the Sir Dump was so pathetic, so awesome.
0: I know. Just leave through the back alley and go home.
1: I know, right? We should just have him, like, walking off into, like, the sunset with some, like, trash on the ground. Diet Coke. (laughs) Oh, it was such a good episode. It was, like, quick. It was just Mm -hmm. so good. It was so full of delicious moments. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we got Beverly Hills.
0: <sighs> I was shocked that it was like at the end of the episode, it was like next time on the season finale. And I was like, where? Why? Me too. I was like, this was a flop penultimate episode. Like there was no build up to anything. It's true.
1: So it's called Diamonds in the Rough. We open with some little scenes. And what are these little scenes? Okay. Oh, yeah. Crystal getting glam from a kid. Anna Marie planning some bullshit Mother's Day event. I'm so fucking over Mother's Day events.
0: <laughs> okay, PK.
1: <laughs> Look, I thought when she when they said a Mother's Day event, I thought, oh, God, is this an event with all their mothers? You would think that an event with their mothers would be better and more fun than they're turning out to be, but no, there's not even their
0: mothers there, so. Wait, do they have mothers, like, as characters on the show? We're... Well, we've met were Erica's you? mum. Oh, yeah, but she doesn't live around, local. No,
1: she doesn't, and she hates Erica, which is kind of why I love her.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the mothers are characters for the rest of them.
1: No, they're not. That would have been good to meet them, I think.
0: Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. If they're still around. I don't think a lot of them are still around. Right, okay. Sorry for the downer, but yeah, Mother's Day events are always a flop.
1: Oh, they really are.
0: On TV, and people listening at home, please respect your mothers and look after them. But (laughs) other than that.
1: Yeah, on on the TVs, they're a flippity flop. Personally, I didn't see how it was a Mother's Day event, but sure, whatever.
0: Well, the kids weren't there, the mothers weren't there, it was just them drinking champagne. This is what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) But... First of all, we have to go to therapy with Erica. Do we have to go to therapy with Erica?
0: If she wants to release it, release it. Stop fucking bringing it up all the time.
1: What do we talk about in therapy? We're talking about the fucking earrings. We're talking about the fact that no one gives a fuck about the earrings. And then we have to talk about her fucking Vegas residency. Do you have anything to talk about with her therapy? I
0: would like to release that scene. Thank you. And I'm releasing it.
1: And then we're with Sutton and Ali at the stables, which we kind of spoke about before the show. Look, like I said, loving that Ali points out that the horse has white hair and she doesn't recognize her mother tucking horse. (laughs) I literally wrote the words Ali in my notes and it's Avi. I'm pretty sure. I think you're fucking right, dude. I'm saying (laughs) Ali because of Tom's bestie, Ali, that passed away.
0: I thought that was Ari. No, dude, that's Ali. (laughs) Oh, was that a joke? (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) I missed the joke. I'm looking at my notes. I'm not looking at you, okay? I missed the joke.
0: That's okay. So we've got the horse.
1: So we've got the horse.
0: (laughs) We've got the horse, people. She rides the horse.
1: And Kyle's there.
0: You know what? I'm kind of sick of this... Kyle and Sutton friendship <laughs> like, really? It was nice to have them get along for an episode But I kind of miss them fighting
1: Yeah, well we did get Namum out of it
0: Yeah, and we had that like great Like other dinner party from hell With the weed dinner Like I enjoy watching them at each other's necks
1: Yeah, we're mean, but fuck it you're right Maybe that's mm. why, look I'm not going to say that's why this episode was boring, that they weren't fighting, but maybe that's what I'm saying.
0: This episode was boring because in the act of, like, trying to tie up storylines, they just repeated shit and so it became, like, been there, done that.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it's, like,
0: uh, half the storylines I don't think needed a bow on them because it's, like, do we really think that this Erica talking about the earrings in therapy is the final time she's going to talk about it? No.
1: No. (laughs) And do we really think that Sutton's never going to bring up her ex-husband again?
0: No. no, and this is why we have a reunion to wrap up storylines. Exactly. We don't need to be doing it the episode before finale.
1: Yeah. Again, Sutton and Carl. Sutton's talking about Christian. Carl's talking about Mo. Carl.
0: <laughs> Carl.
1: Should we just move on? Yeah. All right. So we're at Garcelle's for a quick scene with the kids.
0: Not quick enough. <laughs> Not fucking quick enough. Oh my goodness.
1: Okay, I'll quickly just say she's doing a GoFundMe promo video for CyberSmile, which is obviously a charity to raise money. We don't want to say against cyberbullying, to promote the harms of cyberbullying, is that is that what the charity is? I don't even know what the fuck the charity is.
0: Something about awareness. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all, all charities are about awareness
1: And I just want to know Will Diana Jenkins donate money for this GoFundMe? Yeah.
0: I sort of thought when Gusell was like Oh, you know, when Jax got attacked by bots or whomever I was like, yeah. that whomever means Diana
1: I know <laughs> Yes, I did get that reference Yeah, that was choice I mean, it's funny how Diana Jenkins got all the blame when Eric is the one that started the shit with Jax.
0: Yeah, but Diana didn't show up to reunion. She flew to Hawaii and faked COVID. So it's like yeah, that was the co- lid on your coffin. Yeah, you get what you get, bitch. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. She doesn't care. She's, she's so fu- – that woman's so fucking rich and she just bought another baby. So she's happy.
0: And she's got a young twink husband who's gay. Like, what more can she want? He's cute too.
1: <laughs> at least she's got something nice to look at across the dinner table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're on to Sutton's second date with Steve. What do you think of this, Steve? He seemed fine. He seemed fine?
0: I was just like, oh, another date. I, I've loved the dates previously, but now I'm like, mm, oh,
1: I thought date. this was the cutest date. I loved it. And I'm I'm here for Steve.
0: <laughs> she's be- he's better than the other stinkers she's been dating
1: There were a couple of, I don't know, maybe we call them red flags Like he thinks Celine bags are made by Celine Dion
0: That's funny
1: He sn- laughed snorting on a first date I didn't like that
0: uh, I, well, my, It's maybe a good match for Sutton
1: I thought he was adorable besides all that I did love the fact that she's so comfortable with this fucking bringing her ocean spray everywhere Oh yeah I just, That cracks me up Pulling the ocean spray out the purse. You don't think that's funny?
0: She's a funny, quirky person.
1: I love it. I think I read somewhere. I mean, who knows? It was probably the Reddit where someone like suggested a housewife's ocean spray commercial with like her and Garcelle. They're like surrounded by all this ocean spray merch and Garcelle's should say something like, there's so many better juice brands. And then Sutton pulls an ocean spray out of a person says, name them. I
0: thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> There's really nothing to say about the date other than I thought they were cute, right? Yeah, that's it. All right. Then we go on to Colin Mo. I-, I got nothing. Do you want to say anything?
0: <laughs> it still feels like they're talking in circles and not talking about what they actually need to be talking about. And it just feels... A mixture of inauthentic, a mixture of they're fucking doomed, a mixture of I don't give a shit, a mixture of, like, I already know what's going to happen, a mixture of, like, why can't they sort this out? Like, it's... Yeah. it's And, and also a mixture of I don't like Kyle. So, Kyle. So, I'm like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny. As Housewives fans, we aren't interested in the nitty-gritty details of you and Mo not getting along. We want Mm -hmm. to know who knows. We want to know what they said. We want to know if Mm. there's any dirt. There are other details that we're interested in as fans, like seeing a marriage fall apart. We're not that evil.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't want to live with the actual, like, trauma of a marriage falling apart. We just want the fun and frivolity of it.
1: Correct. (laughs) Like, we want to talk about the fact that, you know, Mo thinks that they're in a better place and that he called therapy fun. I mean, that's what we want to talk about. That's the ridiculousness of that.
0: Mm -hmm. And just the inability to acknowledge that him going away for work seems to be the crux of the problem.
1: And he says, and we're opening two offices a month. My question is why? I don't know. Like, what's the
0: point of that? Like, are you that that hard up that you need to open another franchise? Like, just stay inside for a weekend with your wife. Yeah, two offices a
1: month. Like, what's the purpose of that? I don't understand the purpose. Like, I understand having a business, that gives you purpose. It gives you somewhere to go. You can pay your bills. But at what point is it enough?
0: He's trying to compete with the Hiltons. Why? I don't know. But And then it's also like Carl's more than happy to make that the focus of the conversation when really we should be talking about how she might be a repressed lesbian banging some sort of low-grade country singer. Like, that's... Why are we not talking about that pink elephant in the room?
1: Exactly. And I am still proud of her that at least this woman's, like, you know, practically half her age. I love that for her.
0: I'd love if Carl goes full lesbian. I'd i know. love it. It should be interesting finally. But it just feels pointless to be talking about their problems and not acknowledging that.
1: Exactly. She's been saying the same problems for, like, however many fucking 16 episodes. The fact that Mo can't get it and we can get it, it's, yeah, it's a little exhausting. Mm-hmm. Then we go to this Mother's Day diamonds and champagne brunch. And first off the bat, I want to complain about the champagne. Corbel. That shit's like 20 bucks. Is it? Yes, I Googled it. It's like $20. Some bottles you can get under 20 bucks, and some are like 25, 30 bucks. How so I, I picked an Average of $20 because I was sitting there going, why isn't anyone taking the champagne? And that's why. <laughs> you would assume they would have the verve. Or at least yeah. a fucking
0: Mowi. Like yeah. Some. At least. At the very least, a Mowi.
1: It's Californian inverted commas champagne.
0: Oh, so it's not even from the champagne region? It's
1: not even French,
0: bitch. Oh, bitch. Like
1: you can get real French champagne from the Aldi.
0: Wow.
1: I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. <laughs> yeah, before this, though, we get Dorit FaceTiming PK and he's all like, what's the big deal about Mother's Day? You ain't my mother. <laughs> And I was kind of confused too I'm like, bitch, it's not like your kids are out of town What's your problem? Why do you need your husband there for Mother's Day?
0: Well, again, I think the issue is That he's just overseas all the time And she can't handle that And
1: he's not there to buy her a present for Mother's Day So why doesn't he tell her to just go and buy herself some jewels And chill the fuck out?
0: But it's also like, with him gone She's the sole parent And it's just like I can imagine that's just annoying every day and then on Mother's Day it's even more annoying.
1: Because she doesn't get, like, a day, yeah, okay, I get it. She's always on. It's
0: completely, like, not appreciating her. Like, I'm on Dorit's side for this one. As much as, like, PK's hilarious saying, you ain't my mother, like, it's... Yeah. (laughs) it, it, uh, It would piss me off if I was Dorit.
1: Yeah, like, not even Mother's Day do I get a fucking break.
0: Or just a thank you or, like, a little bit of acknowledgement that... I'm putting in some hard work and you're overseas doing nothing.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. You're the second wife. Didn't you see what happened the first time? I'm sure he did the exact same thing the first time round. I don't know why she's surprised. The Mother's Day brunch goes on for a really fucking long time. Is it pretty much the whole episode? It's pretty much the whole rest of the episode. So before we get to the bigger bits of what happens. Is there anything you want to talk about?
0: Uh, Well, it was funny that Sutton came with a roadie and like (laughs) a little bit buzzed. And I'm thinking maybe she is an alcoholic, but also once we got to the party, I was like, I don't blame her for pre-gaming.
1: A hundred percent. It was boring. It was a boring
0: party. Mm -hmm, And she didn't want to drink that cheap piss, that Corbell crap. (laughs) That reminds me.
1: So you know how Anne-Marie was, like, making a massive deal about, like, the food station.
0: Yeah.
1: It did look large and impressive. Like, there was an nice sculpture. There was, like, everything was laid out in a really pretty way. However, the actual food, you know me, I'm a wog mate. We mm-hmm. give a fuck about the food at an event. We mm-hmm. aren't wasps. It's <laughs> like, you know, it's like washing, watching, like, the Fran Drescher. We give a fuck about the food, the actual mm-hmm. food. There were some pretty unattractive cheese cubes. <laughs> some just regular old groceries. Not a cubed st- cheese. Uh, some regular old grocery store rolled salami. Some fucking, <gasps> no. some fucking um, breadsticks.
0: Were there toothpicks in them?
1: The breadsticks did not look homemade. They looked store-bought. This is what I'm saying. Like, wow. I want a homemade breadstick. What I'm trying to say is the catering was fucking shit. (laughs) There was some prawns. I would have just probably had to hang around the prawn station. Mm -hmm. Like, and who's eating a prawn when you're handling diamonds? No one wants fish fingers.
0: (laughs) That is crazy.
1: (laughs) Like, no one would have, not one person would have eaten those prawns. You can't be eating a fish finger and touching the diamonds. No one's doing that. Do you want fishy diamonds?
0: No. (laughs)
1: It was – the food was stupid. Like, yeah. it's fucking use your fingers and then you want me to put di- – it was dumb. Unless there yeah, was, well, like, some well, fucking wet event. wipes. The food was – it should have been a sit-down, first of all. Should have been a sit-down mm-hmm. with actual mm-hmm. cutlery. Mm. Sorry. I always say cutlery because it reminds me of a Bjork song, the way that she says cutlery, sorry. (laughs) Basically, I'm trying to talk about anything but this fucking scene. It was boring.
0: So, I mean, the scene, it really just comes down to Erica again, doesn't it? Exactly.
1: Erica's telling Anne-Marie that she was surprised at the anger she felt at the Merce Ashes release. And it's like she just wants to talk about herself and Crystal anyway. So, you're not – again, she's trying to prompt people to ask her how she feels this whole fucking season.
0: And we're not surprised by the anger. I don't know why she's surprised.
1: Exactly. A hundred percent, Nathan. I'm clapping for that. Thank you. It's exactly, you're expressing exactly how I feel, my frustration with Erica. I've got to say, Crystal looked really pretty with her
0: fringe. Oh, yeah. I love a bang.
1: <laughs> and then every this bitch is bringing everyone Joe Malone presents. That shit ain't cheap. Oh, uh, that's nice. Can we focus on the presents? I love presents. Someone came with like a fucking hefty Joe Malone bag. I'm like, there's either a fragrance or a candle in there. I want either one of those. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. This is when Sutton comes and complains about the fact that there's no handrail because bitch is holding a roadie. Love. Love. And then it's all about her, like, needing a glass and for for her roadie. I thought when they were like, do you want a glass, I thought they meant, like, do you want a glass of, like, something. She's like, no, I want my own fucking booze.
0: Just pouring that drink into that glass.
1: And then she had, like, a jug. Did she bring a jug of alcohol? Was Was that only in my mind that she had a jug that she was, like, pouring into the cup of, like, actual liquor, but it looked like moonshine jug? It was fucking fantastic.
0: Still better than that swill Anne-Marie's servant.
1: Fucking $20 champagne with, fu- well, can we even call it champagne? Champagne inverted commas. <laughs> it's like $20 retail is what I'm trying to tell you people. $20 retail. I would be pissed off and I'm poor. <laughs> Erica hounding Sutton to buy something. It was cringy in the best way. It was, it was great to watch because I hate Erica, but... Mm-hmm constantly with the, are you going to buy something? How much is that? Two and a half million? Like it's nothing? Yeah. Stop salivating, Erica. We know you can't afford it slash be seen to be buying shit like that on the TV. It was just mm-hmm. gross. I just thought it was so tacky. Yep. You're poor now, Erica. Deal with it. And she's not even yep. poor. That's the thing. She's just not mm-hmm. uber wealthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it grosses me out, but it does gross me out. And yeah, Erica wants to... Crystal, Crystal, stop asking people how they feel after a trip. (laughs) Just, you got it. We love you, Crystal, but do not ask Erica how she feels after a trip. Don't ask Erica how she feels. She's got a therapist for that now. It's all good. Oh, actually, that reminds me. That is one thing I wanted to talk about with the Erica therapy session because you know how she was talking about her Vegas residency, blah, blah, blah. She says something like there are people who, you know, I want to make proud. And then the therapist says, and have invested a lot of money into you. Who's the therapist referring to that is investing money into Erica? Who's paying these therapy bills? So mm-hmm. the therapist is obviously aware of someone giving Erica money. And I want to know about it.
0: That's why you're there, yeah, therapist. That is interesting.
1: I want to know who her fucking vendor is or, you know, her sugar daddy or whoever the fuck.
0: Uh, are they not just the orphans and widows that she uh, robbed?
1: Probably. Yeah, I never thought of it like that.
0: I suppose it's rude to call them investors, but <laughs> technically well, they, they funded that lifestyle. Well, they are now. Yep.
1: And also about this Anne-Marie's Mother's Day lunch, can we stop and pause and talk about Dorit's outfit?
0: Oh, what was it again? Was that it Versace knockoff? a hideous
1: Chanel guineon. Oh, it looked like a fucking tablecloth.
0: I know, I know. It was very Dorothy going to Oz.
1: It was, and not in a cute way. It's like Dorothy's aunt who lives in fucking Florida, you know? It wasn't good. (laughs) Now, I did Google it. Apparently, it is an authentic Chanel outfit. And all I have to say is shame on you, Carl. Shame on you. And then I thought, actually, it was a 2023 spring summer. It wasn't Carl. Carl wouldn't be putting that fucking crud on the runway. Mm. That was hideous. Now, I know we see her trying to rock just all Chanel this season, and it's, uh, she's obviously buying this shit on sale because she can't afford the retail and that's why she or picked that out. hideous outfit. It was hideous. She looked like a fucking tablecloth. It was awful. <laughs> awful. Anyway, what happens? Anne-Marie and Crystal say they want to move on. I don't know if that's quite making up, but they say they want to move on.
0: We all want to move on.
1: We all want to motherfucking move on. Sutton tells them about her date and that they went to the surly goat, and that's when Erica whispers to Garcelle, horrible. And I'm (laughs) like, Erica, this woman is worth $50 million. She's not impressed by someone taking her fine dining. What does she care?
0: Erica is the surly goat. That's the problem.
1: She is the surly goat. And again, I thought it was cute that this Steve guy texts her that they haven't kissed yet. That's obviously suggesting that he wants to. I like Mm. that. I thought that was cute flirty. And Erica has to take it back to fucking blowjobs. I'm over it. I don't... Yeah. I do not find her shtick charming any longer. Mm, I find her desperate.
0: Yeah. I I was enjoying her the whole season, but the past couple of episodes, I'm just like, move on, bitch.
1: The last enjoyable thing was her at the um, paella night. That's the last time I enjoyed Erica. And (laughs) she... Look, she peaked at that night. I thought she was so fun and so funny and so delightful that... Yeah, it was all downhill from there. She should have bowed out at that moment and, like, I don't know, pretended she had the COVID. She had nothing more to offer after that.
0: <laughs> she already did that not that long ago. Oh,
1: okay. Well, she just – yeah, anyway. So this is when Erica cannot get over the fact that she wants an apology. She's been subtly hinting all season to, to anyone who'll listen about how mm-hmm. she felt and no one asks her a follow-up question and so she has to do her, her own follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. She should just let this mouse go at least until all her cases are done and then uh-huh. she's 100% not going to jail because I'm still not buying it.
0: I still don't buy the divorce, honestly. Well, it, she's not it divorced. It super convenient. Well, you know, the filing for divorce or whatever. Of
1: course is. it's super convenient. It's not even convenient. It's obvi.
0: Yeah.
1: The ship was sinking and she thought she could jump on it before it sank. And... She's the only one left on that sinking ship. She is left holding the bag. Yeah. I'm surprised that she's the only one left holding the bag, but she is. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was by design by Tom before he lost his scruples.
0: Allegedly lost his scruples.
1: Allegedly lost his scruples.
0: Yeah, this whole Erica thing, like, I mean, I guess good for Sutton for apologising for... To, to try and move things along and put a bow on it. But also I'm really proud of Garcelle just being like, well, that was my opinion and I stand by it. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I acknowledge your feelings, but also, yeah, I had an opinion and it's not changed.
1: <laughs> I concur with Garcelle 10,000 yeah. per- million percent. And I thought it was very gracious of Sutton to give her an apology because she even says in confessional, Erica needed that apology. I thought Sutton was being gracious. I don't think Sutton's opinions have changed. But I do agree that Sutton thinks that I've hurt you and I Mm. apologise for hurting you because that wasn't her intention. Her intention was to get through Erica's thick skull that she's basically being... A fucking scandal.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, what was Sutton's big crime? She read the LA Times article and she asked about it. Yeah. Like, thank God she did.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I don't think Sutton's being a hypocrite, though, for apologising because I think she was apologising for hurting Erica's feelings and seeing how that affected her. The fact that two, three years on, Erica's like, I really need this apology. Sure, have it. Like, go for it. No problem. Yeah. Season finale. Sutton has a heart-to-heart with her daughter about men's More PK and Dorit FaceTiming slash fighting. And I'm just like, bitch, he is exhausted by
0: you. Or the, like, effort he has to put in for his second family in London.
1: Exactly. Maybe he's hanging out with his ex-wife in London. Does she still live there?
0: He's hanging out with someone's wife and it's not his own. He's hanging out with someone who might become his next wife.
1: I mean, the guy's already got two. I mean, he should really quit while he's ahead. (laughs) Okay, so we're at this SoFi Stadium and... It said the word Kyle and everyone's in white. So I was assuming it was Kyle's end of season white party, right? But then Erica's performing. I don't get it.
0: I guess she booked her. She booked her. Right. Okay. There's nothing else to get. Oh,
1: someone's got to pay
0: her. Yeah. But like she acts like that's a huge big deal. And it's like, bitch, there's no one in the seats in that stadium. You're not Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, I don't get it where she was kind of making like like, this could like fuck up the momentum. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've already done your fucking Vegas residency. It's already over. Can we stop talking about this residency? I swear to God, this thing, you would think it went on for 10 fucking months, not 10 weeks.
0: I know. And we're going to have to make it, watch a show about it.
1: And we are going to watch the show, aren't we? And
0: we are. (laughs) And we're going to love it Uh, (laughs) or hate it.
1: (laughs) You know what? If I end up loving her after this, it's probably going to happen. This is probably what I'm slamming the table here, So be it. Um, This is what I'm dreading. The fact that I'm probably going to turn and love it because, let's face it, it's a room full of pretty people. They're all gay. They're all in glam. <laughs> of course I'm going to fucking love it.
0: And I think Eric is the most fun when she's surrounded by gays. Oh, hells yeah.
1: Well, see, this is where her shtick makes sense
0: and yeah. I live for it. Yeah.
1: It just doesn't make sense. All the time. Sometimes it's, it does. Yeah. But it doesn't make the sense right all the time in a room full of 55-plus-year-old women. Like, <laughs> like, let it go. Anyway. Anyway,
0: all right. And well, we finally that. get
1: the People article about Kyle and Mo and everyone's finally just finding out how, like, where they're really at. And I think the thing is we've been living with this for a, almost, it well, feels like a year mm-hmm. and now the show's finally caught up to real life. Finally. Thank fuck. Yeah. Sizzies. Um, we got some. Sizzies.
0: Portia Williams
1: is back, oh, baby. Fuck Larsa. Yeah. Larsa and Mark. <laughs> okay. Larsa Piven, Marcus Jordan broke up. Then two days later, they start refollowing each other. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to get back together. I, know. Who I don't gives care. A shit? There's going to be a wedding <laughs> spin off. I mean, I don't care. All I care about is that my Portia Gubadia, sorry, Williams, is coming back to the Atlanta living. Thank God. Someone, someone needs to save that show. And I'm glad that it's her. Yeah. The other thing, did you see this video post thing, photo post that, I didn't watch it, obviously, it was a video, that Cynthia did on Valentine's Day? No. Cynthia Bailey posts this cryptic style video. I can only call it a wedding video. She's in a wedding dress and there's a guy in it, but you don't get to see his face. And the comments, I don't know, I didn't write it down, but it was, is she getting married again?
0: Again? A fucking game.
1: Like people are posting, like all housewives are posting congratulating her. Her family are posting like love heart emojis. I'm like, bitch, let it go. Another let yeah. it go. I mean, I want Another. her to be happy. Maybe she just likes weddings.
0: Like she can afford it. Yeah, maybe she does. Maybe that's her version of like a New Year's Eve party. She just has one every year.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, she pretty, so take all the photos you can take.
0: But was this, was this recently, like, does the date line up in numerology?
1: But it was on the Valentine's Day. Uh,
0: but it wasn't 10, 10, 20.
1: Oh, it wasn't 10, 10, 20. But we can do 10, 10, 24. She should just keep doing them <laughs> on that day so she doesn't forget the date.
0: <laughs>
1: and then oh, in other no. news, Louis and Bo Deedle. Oh, no. I just realised my dog's name's Louis and this dickhead's name's Louis.
0: Are they spelled different? No. Oh, no. I don't
1: know how he spells it because I just write it as I spell it, but I think it's spelled the same. Mm -hmm. I didn't name him.
0: That's a more common dog name than Bo Deedles.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, so they're getting sued. Did you hear this? Yeah. But what I find fascinating is that they're getting sued and their lawyer is getting sued by other lawyers from this lawyer's law firm. (laughs) What a mess. What a mess for hacking... And basically just being vile cunts to this, to Louis's ex-partner. What the fuck, yep, Chuck? I
0: hope they fry. I hope they <laughs> fry, fry <'em>. too.
1: <laughs> so you can thank the Daily Beast for that. I actually know you. I got that from the page six, but the Daily Beast told me who it was and it was this Vanessa Riser. And that's the same chick that Louis hired the PI to pose as a, a client because she's a therapist. Oh Remember how Louis crazy. got like hired a PI to pose as a client to ask her questions about him and, Hopefully. like, sussing to see if they can get back together. And she was like, this isn't fucking right. This isn't normal. And she figured out that, yeah, her crazy ex, Louis, whatever his surname is, hired him. This poor wow. fucking bitch. He won't leave her alone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were my sizzles. Do we want to check the page six? I mean, it's nine o'clock. You've mm. got to go to work. Let's, yeah, just, no. let's just leave it there. <laughs>
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you to everyone who's bought us coffee or rosé lately. That was so nice and so generous. I'm
1: so fucking ready for a rosé today. I can't tell (laughs) you.
0: I'm pouring it as we speak. It's Friday
1: morning and I'm thinking, when's my last
0: meeting? Anyway. Thanks, um, and Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Okay, bye. 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 (laughs) Oh, we're idiots.
1: Bye.